Welcome to the Trading Raw Stories Podcast. I'm Rita Pirat, the host with the most inspiring stories that you ever did hear. Back in the day when the day was back, I was known as the juicing queen. I became raw vegan overnight after watching a documentary called Food Matters. Changing what I was putting in and on my body didn't just make me lose weight and have great skin, it gave me mind clarity, more energy, and over time made me so self-aware and intuitive that I vibrate on a higher frequency and level of consciousness that's turned me into a manifesting queen. I've lived like nine lives and have amazing stories to share that may inspire you to finally leave that toxic guy you're with, quit that miserable job you hate, start that business you've been talking about forever, and at the very least, you'll probably start saying yes more often and eat more vegetables. I'm your tell it like you need to hear it and make you do it, sister from another mister. I've lived quite the life and have stories for days that have inspired women to transform their lives in real big ways. So I created this podcast to share my insane and unbelievable stories with the world to reach whoever needs to hear them. I'll bring on inspiring humans to trade stories with me, and I'll even have some live coaching sessions with listeners calling in. You're here because you were meant to find this podcast, this community, these raw stories. There are no coincidences. Everything happens for you, not to you, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to another episode of the Trading Raw Stories podcast, my loves. It is so, so, so good to have you. I can't even tell you how excited I am about today's episode because I have on Paul Fishman. Ah! Oh my God. Like if you thought I was a fangirl over Nancy Levin, well, I still need to release her episode, but that just tells you how excited I am about Paul Fishman. How about that? You do you don't know who he is? Oh, 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 you don't know who he is? What? Get the fuck out of here. He's a he's the self-love coach, honey. He's on a mission to empower you and inspire you to love yourself, to stop people pleasing, and to say yes to your freaking dreams. He's the host of a very highly rated podcast called The Road to Self-Love. And in this episode, we get really raw and really real because you know how I do. This ain't no dry ass interview style podcast, no judgment, but it doesn't get any realer than this. You might want to grab a notebook and a pen and get your Instagram ready because I know you're going to want to take notes and share all the mind-blowing things that you learn here with your friends and your community. So without further ado, here's Paul Fishman. Hi, welcome. I love you. You're so beautiful. I can't help but like gush over you. Like I feel like I'm sitting with a celebrity because I watch your stuff and I I just am like glued to you because you're you're so magnetic, you're authentic, your energy, your your love for yourself and other people, just you just emit it, you radiate it. And I'm all about that life. Like I don't think you follow me yet, but you will. And you'll see that I'm the same. <laughs> oh man, I love the uh, love your tree vibes, everything you've got going on. It looks good. It's nice. Thanks. Look at you. Same same thing. I like that pink. You're very on this. brand, even with your nails. Uh, listen, we, we're always on brand here. <laughs> I love it. Self-love headquarters. I, I love it. Oh, I'm so grateful that you you agreed to come on and, and meet me. Like, forget the whole podcast thing. Like, I just wanted to be in your energy. Like, I'm so drawn to you. I, I want to start with telling the story of how I even came to know about you. Mm. Um, so I was, I don't know how, but this year this past year, Manifestation Babe was brought to my attention more than once. 
And I kind of just let it drift. I didn't really grab onto it, but it, it definitely came in more than two times. And I, I don't know how one day I was like, all right, let's, let's see what this is about. It came into my life again. Let's see. Like it's, it's a sign. It's the universe. Like, here you go. Pay attention. This is for you. Right. And so I went through and I'm scrolling through and just looking for episodes that caught my attention. Your episode was the one that just like drew me in. I was like, what's this? Okay, let's listen. And I heard you. I fell in love with you like immediately, looked you up, followed you and have been glued to you ever since. <laughs> so that's the story of how I came to know of you. <laughs> you know, that um, that podcast like was a really, really beautiful conversation. And um, if 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 you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that one, go listen. But yeah. listen to this one first. You know, subscribe <laughs> first. Five stars, rate and review. Um, I love you. <laughs> but go because there and so that happened to so many people with that show in particular. I had someone who signed up for one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. She said, Paul, I, I don't even remember subscribing to that podcast. It was the middle of the night. My phone, a notification said, this is new episode is, is live right now. And she said, yeah. I listened to it and I was like, okay, I guess I have to hire him. So Right. It's, it's like the universe brings you exactly what you need in the moment that you need it. Just mm -hmm. yesterday, I tagged you in my bubble bath situation at 1.22 in the morning. My apologies. <laughs> It's so funny because I I was like, you know what? I got to get this in. Um, it's a part of caring for myself and being alone with myself and tuning in and being busy all day, all day. And it's like, okay, time to wind down, time to relax, time to tune in. And I do this whole meditation thing in the tub. And it's the only place I find that I can actually tap in and tune in and get turned on in the, in the sense of like, feeling the energy that's flowing within my body. Like we forget that we're energetic beings, right? And so I, I started to submerge underwater and that's where I really get to shut off my brain. And I just submerge and, submerge and shut down and think about everything that I want to be real when I emerge. So it's kind of like my washing off and, and coming up new kind of deal, right? Um, and so I tagged you in that and I put this, wait, what, what, I don't even remember why I was even telling you this. I saw, oh, because of your, your whole thing about the difference between self-love and self-care. And that's a big deal mm -hmm. that you highlight that I noticed. So I definitely wanted to talk about that. So tell us your story. Tell us about your, your journey, how you came to be the self-love coach. <laughs> the self-love coach. Um, yeah. So, well, first of all, my name is Paul Fishman. I am a self-love coach. You and you do you activist. And my mission is to empower and inspire humanity to love unconditionally, starting from within. The reality is, is that as you know, Mama RuPaul says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an right. amen? amen? Amen. Amen. And, and this is like this is the missing piece that is so overlooked. In so so many people's journeys, I found myself at a crossroads around three years ago. I was working in the fitness industry. I was a personal trainer, nutrition coach, spin instructor, Pilates instructor, running myself into the ground just trying to make ends meet because mm -hmm. little do, that there's no not a lot of fitness instructors talk about how 
to make ends meet, you have to teach multiple classes a day. And our bodies weren't meant to do that much exertion. Um, uh, for me, as a spin instructor, I was teaching 11 spin classes a week, six oh, Pilates God. classes. I had three private tri training clients locally that I had remote clients as well. Oh my and God. I, and That's I was struggling to pay my bills. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and so I found myself waking up in the middle of the night, terrified of, from this recurring dream that my Achilles tendon was snapping during spin class because I just couldn't get enough time to care for myself. Yeah. And because there's a tie there, as I've said, um, self care without self love is self-destructive. Oof. I'll say Damn, one more time for the people in the back. Yeah. <laughs> self-care without self-love is self-destructive. And essentially, yeah. if we look at what I was doing, I was working out multiple times a day. That's self-care. Self-care is something we do for our body. Right. And I was miserable because of it. So because that self-care was covered by this cloud of misery, it totally negated the self-care piece. And that's why it was self-destructive. And that's why I was wired and tired. That's why I had adrenal fatigue. That's why I felt like I couldn't catch a break. That's why all my relationships were suffering. And the second that I decided to Gotta love the LA sirens. Sorry, I had oh, to just comment. Oh <laughs> I love that. I feel like I'm back in New York. I, used to, I lived in New York for five years. I'm so oh sorry gosh. to talk to you. I lived yeah. in New York for five and a half years. No way. What part? I started my journey in Bushwick, which I tried uh, to call Bushwhack because it was Bushwhack <laughs> back when I was there in 2008 when I moved there. Wow. And yeah, definitely. Back then. I lived in Bushwick too. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so I was there from 2000, I want to say 17 to 8 or 16 to 18. Yeah, 2016 to 18. So then I, it was a little yeah. cooler. Yeah, yeah. Gentrified. A little cooler than that. More and more every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, but, you know, so I was, um, uh, I also believe that when sirens sound, it's to help us tune in. And mm -hmm. the universe is saying, I'm going to put distractions up, but y'all better listen up. Yeah. Listen up. You know what's so, really funny? Uh, that happened on your episode with Manifestation Babe with Catherine. Mm -hmm, there were sirens. Mm -hmm. I remember that. What mm -hmm. are the odds? What are the odds? Right? There are no coincidences. I always say this. But it's so funny because as I listen to her and the way she speaks and the things she says and the, the just everything, the way she talks and some of the things that she has said, I'm like, were we separated at birth or something? Like, I feel like we are so similar. It's insane. And we both come from like a cultural background that's so unique. Like I'm a Syrian and she's, I think, Russian. So mm -hmm. it's like a unique, unique um, background that your cultural shit that you have to heal is one thing extra on top of the normal shit that you have to heal. So, mm -hmm. But yeah, I love that we both lived in Bushwick. How fun is that? So were you only yeah. in Bushwick in New York? No, 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 no. I was in, I started off my journey in Bushwick and it was a sublet. I think I was paying like $250 a month Yeah, right. Are you to serious? live no, in 2008. <laughs> yes. It was, I was off. Uh, I, I was like, uh, it was not cute. Like 
I, I it was like a railroad style apartment. I had to walk through like there the the bedroom next to mine wasn't even a bedroom. Like it was supposed to be a one bedroom apartment, but I was sharing it with two other people. Mm -hmm. The guy that I was subletting the room from was actually living in the um the like living room on the couch on the weekends. And I'm like, wait a second, I'm paying rent for you to not pay rent <laughs> so that you can still live here? <laughs> question mark. Oh my god, that's New York for you. They have the weirdest, craziest living situations. It's it's bizarre. Yeah. It's bizarre. I had two roommates at one point. So I moved there. I was man, my story is crazy. I'm born and raised in Chicago and then I was on Van's Warp Tour for a summer. Then I went to Vegas for a three-day trip, ended up living there, got in the movie The Hangover somehow. And like, I take up the whole screen for like six seconds in a white bikini. You can't miss me. <laughs> even my fifth graders found it and they're like, Miss Pira, you're in The Hangover? I'm like, why are you even watching this movie though? What's going on here? <laughs> and then after I was like done with Vegas, I was like, yeah, I'm over this. Let me go back home and live a normal, seemingly you know, mundane life and become a teacher. But then winter came and I was like, fuck this. I was out. And I drove 26 hours to Arizona, lived there for four years, met someone who also did the tour that I did. We dated long distance. He was in New York. Then suddenly, wouldn't you know it, I get an email about a job I applied to while I was in college. It's like, hey, we're considering application. I'm like, really? It was a school that was like my dream school to teach at. And they're like, oh, by the way, we're building a location in Brooklyn. It's like, really? And I was like, okay, universe, I see you. I'm going to get this job. I'm going to move to New York. This is not the guy for me, but I'm supposed to be there. So I'm just going to go with the flow and make it, you know, just go with the flow. It's going to work out. So I go into this interview like, oh, I totally got this. I know it because the universe gave it to me. So what do I have to do? All right, sign the dotted line. It's my job. I already know it. It is known. So I got it, moved to New York, moved in with the guy. That was like the craziest, most toxic year of my life. And then when the lease was over, I left him and moved into um, the apartment in Bushwick. And that's where I was like, let me do the roommate thing. Let me meet people. Let me have friends and all that stuff. But I, I've always lived alone and I will never again do the roommate thing. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> that's like in a nutshell, my New York story. I ended up staying there for five years. I honestly, Paul, became the woman that I am today because I lived in New York. And it's so funny. We were there the same amount of time. Like I discovered my spirituality. I tapped in. I cracked myself open. I had that whole dark night of the soul experience. I'm asking these big questions like what, what's the point of all this? Who am I? Why am I here? Like all the big questions, crying my eyes out for like no reason. Then I discovered Gabby Bernstein and Marianne Williamson and all those books and Abraham Hicks and started just like really, really tuning in and just kind of shut off from the world and and just was busy growing and evolving you know and figuring out my purpose and all that stuff what happened to you in new york what was what uh did you learn how did you grow what did it do for you um well i mean new york was where my self-love journey began yes. new york was where i too feel like i can resonate with everything you said like i moved i went to college in boston moved to new york like the the day after I graduated. And uh, I went to school for songwriting and had a dream of being like a big star. Um, like I, if I if I weren't a self-love coach, my dream would be the sixth member of NSYNC. Oh, I love I just it. I wanted to be like a pop star. Um, 
And I moved to New York and quickly realized that uh, being a musician is a full-time unpaid job. So I was not only interning, but I also was working a full-time job over the cor- over four days. So I was working like 11, 12 hour days in retail at Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. And- uh, To get a good discount? Uh, so <laughs> back then the discount was, was pretty clutch. Um, we had the opportunity at the end of the season to get 85% off <gasps> shoes and, and ready to wear. Um, ba- bags, not as much. Like there are lots of uh, restrictions around that. Like you could get um, 30% off up to $2,500 worth of stuff a year, which is like nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, like your, the amount of money spent, you could do that. And um, but now I think it's even more restrictive um, as to what, and you have to like, if something brand new comes out that you want, you have to wait six months before you can get a discount. So a lot of people who work there are just such devout Louis Vuitton fans that they would end up just buying the things they want at full price, mm. which, you know, so like a lot of like wealthy housewives lived, worked there just for the discount and also to like get the behind the scenes and put themselves on the lists and you name it. So, um, <laughs> So I did that and quickly realized that being a musician was, was I didn't have the, the true passion to make that happen for myself at that point in time. Yeah. There, I had a lot it's of- It's good you realize that. Yeah. You're singing to us on your Instagram. I do. I see you, baby. I see you. I see Listen, you. Listen, I sing on Instagram. I like, I've done some brand, brand collaborations where they paid me to write original music for them. So it's like, yeah, it's all comes full circle. And the reality is, is that all of it happens when you are resonating in your authentic truth, you are doing what you are meant to do. And, you know, it's interesting because, um, I keep on coming back to this, that I have to resonate from my joy. I get to resonate from my joy. And if I'm not resonating for my joy, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it's not fulfilling. You know, I, 2020 has been an interesting year for my business. I have really been on this roller coaster of really high highs and really low lows because when, when the pandemic hit in March and it got really serious, I was a week, a week away from hosting my first in-person retreat, which is something that I always wanted to do. I had five women coming from across the country. One was coming from Canada to join me, um, for a weekend of self-love. And I had to cancel this retreat two days before it happened. And that set off all of my biggest fears came true. I had to, I, invested all the money into the retreat already. Oh my God. And three out of the five people demanded refunds, money that I didn't have to give them. Right. And this perpetuated a lot of scarcity in my life. Mm. Uh, and, and because of that scarcity, I couldn't even operate in my business. I was launching all these different things, grasping at straws, trying to create new offers and nothing was working because I wasn't operating from my joy. I was right. operating from my fear. Right. I wasn't operating from this place of I'm taking care of. And you know what the thing is, is that I was always taken care of. Yeah. There was only one month where I had to tap into my savings to actually pay my rent. There, there was only one month. Yeah. And, and what I realize is that the joy is just 
being me. The joy is the exact thing that attracted you to me. Yeah. It's like just energetically showing up, you know, like I think of the past couple of weeks on my stories and I'm like, what the fuck is she even watching? Like it's, uh, I'm just like living my life, like doing the damn thing. You know, like there isn't like, I'm like not doing like massive value ads or anything, but I realized that me just showing up as myself is the value ad. Yeah. And this is, I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. And a lot of people do. And, and that's, yeah. that's the thing that I get to remind myself of, you know, um, I, if you like look at my Instagram right now, like scroll a little bit, there was like this beautiful, like gradient feed where there was this and that and all this stuff. And, and now I'm just like creating these like random TikTok style videos for Instagram Love- oh, Janet. I love oh, Janet. Poor Janet. <laughs> Poor Janet. Poor Janet. She's just uncovering that <laughs> self-love is, is she can't I'm obsessed find, with can't you. Find it in her mommy juice. Mommy juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, seriously. You are such a light. You are so beautiful. You're radiating from the inside out. Like I I'm just looking at your whole setup, like the pink and the green and the blue. Like and your your face, your hair, your eyes, like what you're wearing, your perfect beard. You're beautiful. You. I swear to God, you are so beautiful. And your your smile, the way that you speak when you're on your stories, like you captivate me. You pull me in and you're you're just like it's almost like you're giving your love out. Mm. And then I'm receiving it energetically. And it's just so, so powerful. And I, I seriously, everyone who is listening, you need to follow Paul Fishman. He is like your daily dose of love. <laughs> He's beautiful inside and out. And I'm obsessed. And I told you, like, I knew right away. I was like, what? You live in LA? We're going to be best friends. That's it. <laughs> and I was even thinking about moving to LA and then I'm finding people are moving this way to San Diego because like LA was super, super crazy shut down and got really weird during COVID, I heard. You know, I'm thinking of moving to, everyone's going to Austin. Really? Yeah. And that's actually where my husband and I got engaged. Richard. And we had our bachelor's party there. Richard. I know your whole life. Look, I've only known about you for like a month. I'm obsessed. I've told you. <laughs> I mean, but have you, have you watched my YouTube channel and have you watched Tuesdays with Richard? Our, um, we used to do this segment every Tuesday called Tuesdays with Richard, where it'd be like him and I just like talking we play like games or do skits and stuff and it was called Tuesday with Richard and that's was, cute no I haven't time. seen that yet okay well then you're not as obsessed as you claim <laughs> look I'm not part of the VIP all access um I don't pay for a membership right now yet <laughs> you know what you could totally do that like your YouTube channel or um do like an OnlyFans or something where it's like subscription-based private access to your behind-the-scenes self-loving life. So I had one of those and it it didn't really, it wasn't really popular. You know, so, so you know, I know this is like trading raw stories and we're getting raw and real. And, yeah. and here's the thing about being a self-love coach. Self-love is not tangible. It's not tangible, you know, the difference between someone like the manifestation babe and me is that Catherine is selling, teaching people how to make money, you know, via manifestation. And that's tangible. Like someone say, I'm investing this money into this program. I'm going to make money because I invest in it. Yeah. When I, and this is, this has been my ongoing struggle because yes, 
you and every other person who follows me, I get that message daily. Oh my gosh, your podcast, your energy changed my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, well, could you pay a brother? Could you pay me please? You know, like, (laughs) and listen, like we, I, I have the blessing to be able to be supported by, you know, people who are willing to pay me so that I can show up and great create this free content so I can show up and be on other people's podcasts, yeah. produce my podcast, everything in between. Yeah. However, I've, I've continue. And this is a story that I'm rewriting, um, as of now. Mm-hmm. Um, but before, like I continue to struggle with people don't want to spend money on self-love because self-love, it's not tangible. Yeah. It, it's not like, no one thinks, oh my gosh, if only I loved myself more then my dreams would come true, even though that's the truth. Yeah. Right. So, so what I get to do in my business is reframe self-love as the key that unlocks your wildest dreams. And that still, cause I, I, so I launched my flagship program, the self-love diet in October. I, um, I launch it maybe once or once or twice a year. And, uh, I hired a copywriter I hired a, a, a web designer to create a beautiful graphic um, landing page. I invested almost $5,000 into Facebook ads to bring new people in. I did a free training before the cart went open. 60 people were on the wait list for the self-love diet. Mm. How many people do you think signed up? Oh, I'm scared to ask or guess. Don't tell me under 10. I'll cry. One person signed up. No, babe. No. Are you serious? Yeah. That's crazy. It is. And also like now, I mean, that was in October. I now know why that happened um, to allow me space to do some like deep emotional healing and, and ancestral work that needed to be done. Cause, cause I, it, I love that you, you realize that that's, that's key because people think, Oh, why is this happening to me? It's not to you. It's for you. Oh yes. There's a lesson in it. There's something you're supposed to learn. There's some healing that needs to be done. You're supposed, you're not supposed to do it. Then right. that's why. Right. And so yeah. my goal and my 2020 number, like I've done multiple launches, multiple different programs, multiple different price points. The number that keeps mm-hmm. on divinely coming to me is 300,000. Okay. So it's like, so my goal was to like this launch, I put the money in, I did the emotional mental work. Like I was all in to bring in 150 people to my $2,000 program, $300,000. And if that would have happened for me, that money would have created a lot of problems in my life Wow! because it would have, I would have used it to numb through the intense trauma that I went through these past three months. It was familial trauma. Um, And because we were talking about my New York story, when I was in New York City, I was living my life for every single other person around me. I was a people pleaser. Me too. And well, I mean, it's like, raise your hand, unless you're driving, raise your hand if you're a people pleaser. And we're both raising uh, our hand right now. <laughs> the reality is, is that people pleasing is a trauma response. It is, yeah. And, and, and this is something that a lot of people don't truly understand. It's that we say yes to others because we're so scared to be in conflict. Mm-hmm. Even though by saying yes to others when it's a no for us, we're putting ourselves into conflict with ourselves. Yeah. So- 
really boundaries are the only way. So anyway, so I was living in New York and I was working at luxury retail, climbing my way up the ladder, wanting to be creative, but wasn't allowing myself to be creative. And every time I was creative in my the workplace, I was being taken advantage of. And that creativity was, was like company-wide incentives were created because of things that I thought of, but I was never credited for them. My manager would take them and claim them as her own and, and whatever. We could talk about all those things, but the reality is, is that because I was so sad, because I was feeling so undervalued by myself, yeah. the, own, the thing that got me through it was walking, because I worked at Louis Vuitton at the Bloomingdale's, walking over to Barney's and buying a new pair of shoes or buy, uh, or uh, going on a trip, or spending money that I did not have, yeah. Because it was filling this void that made me feel less sad and alone. But it was this like it was very fleeting. Like it would happen and then it would be gone. Yeah. And so I found myself in a lot of debt. And that's essentially why I had to leave New York because I couldn't afford to live there, even though I was managing a Fifth Avenue flagship of Cartier Fifth Avenue. On a, I had a big six-figure salary, but I couldn't afford to live in New York. Wait, what year did you leave? 2013? 2013, yeah. Mm, I was still in Arizona at that time. I had just moved to New York in 2014. We just missed each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so funny. And, and, yeah. So I'm, uh, and so that brings me back to present day. Yeah. You know, if I would have had all that money at my disposal, you know, even though like it just would not have served me, I, I would have probably poured a lot of it into the business, but doing things that I didn't really want to do with it. Yeah. You weren't ready for it. I wasn't ready for it. And yeah, you it, weren't healed. It's, it's been painful to be on that cycle of healing and, you know, having to continue to, you know, work. I love working with people one-on-one. -on -one. It's also draining. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes a lot to onboard because, you know, I have to charge a premium yeah. for my one-on-one -on -one time. And a lot of people like who want my support, like are living in the story that I used to live in 10 years ago. Yeah. And they're not ready yeah. to. Yeah. That's who we're meant to serve. Right. Yeah. We are meant to serve them, but they might not necessarily be able to afford the price right. point. So it's like, yeah. So this is like the, this is the journey that I've been on as of late is like, okay, I get to honor myself. Um, I get to price, I get to raise my prices. Mm -hmm. I get to do all of these things. And I also get to call in the people who are ready and willing to do the work and say yes and don't flinch an eye, you know? Yeah. And, and I've had glimpses of that and it feels really, really good. So I'm heading into 2021 um, with a newfound appreciation for the space that my quote unquote failures mm -hmm. have created for me. Mm -hmm. um, and also just really, really grateful for all of the learnings and, and everything that has been brought my way. Because if I hadn't gone through everything, I wouldn't have been able to get back to my joy, which is just being me, you know? Yeah. Your authentic you. I love that when things are coming into your life, you have the awareness 
to be like, this didn't work out for me, but I'm grateful that it didn't because X, Y, and Z as a result, and it had to happen. So I always tell people everything happens for you, not to you. And to look for the lessons in everything and look for the good that happened as a result. And just know you're being taken care of and know that everything is is in its divine kind of organized thing for you. You're just not ready for whatever. And I love that you have so much gratitude for your failures because your failures or the things that don't work out are your biggest teachers, whether it's a relationship, whether it's losing a job or what, whatever it is. I was um, getting let go from a job when I was living in New York out of nowhere. And I looked up and I was like, thank you instead of crying and being sad because I knew that my time there was not serving me. I wasn't learning or growing in any way. And there was something else that I had to get to that that was keeping me stuck in. And I would never leave that job because it was so cushy and I was very comfortable. Everything is just happening and flowing. It's, it's a matter of being receptive and open and seeing the signs and just getting really in tune and aligned with your authentic self. Yeah. And the way to do that is to get to know who you are being alone with yourself, liking who you are when you're by yourself, not needing someone else to make you feel loved or worthy or enough. Being able to be alone, I think, is the first step. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people coming out of relationships, that's their biggest struggle. They need they get with someone immediately after. What would you say to someone who does that? Like, what would you say, like, if they were your client and someone comes to you and they're like, I just got out of this relationship and you're coaching them. And then suddenly they come to you the next week and, oh my gosh, there's this guy and we're in love. And what would you say to her? <laughs> uh, you know, so I, my, one of my really good friends is uh, her, her relationships would always overlap. And uh, I really believe that that's just, information that you're on like if you were if she was my client I'd be like so what are you avoiding within yourself by you know like and trying to find in in another person why aren't you willing to be alone like it's the the it, it's within the alone within the silence that we can really mm -hmm. break through and and that to me of course a lot of times like clients come to me at rock bottom <laughs> and yeah. rock bottom either looks like, you know, relationship is over. And, mm -hmm. and then normally if a client comes to me and a relationship ends, like I will encourage them to create the space to be alone because inside that space is where the healing happens. And, and, if you're going to get in a relationship with someone a week later, there's probably a great chance that that person is going to be very similar to the last person. Oh my gosh, exactly, exactly. They're, they're almost the same person with a different face. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right, you're so right. Goodness, like everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, 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 and I have something that resonated or I could relate to. <laughs> So what, tell us your, tell us your self-love routine. Tell us your self-care routine. Like what does a day of Paul Fishman's life look like? <laughs> lots of space, lots of space right now to not feel pressure to create. Um, I've been there, done that, like the pressure, the pressure, the pressure. I understand that I'm privileged to have a business that does support me. 
Um, I am privileged to, you know, have a partner who has a job who, you know, he can pick up the, the tab when we go out to eat and it's okay. Um, and so there's privilege in that, of course. However, my self-love routine is all about space. I self-love for me is not having to set an alarm, not having anything scheduled before noon, um, waking up and some sort of movement, staying off of my phone for the morning, taking a bath in the morning, my favorite thing to do, with all the lights off, single candle, just alone with my thoughts. Uh, I find myself um, a lot of times like, just yeah. like you feeling very grounded by the bath very it's very meditative for me and um and within that space is where i find that i start to think of new ideas or offers or things i want to create it's where janet came to me it's where <laughs> oh, janet. all of these things happen <laughs> because oh janet we love you so much um, well, really, because oh, I, I was doing that, that how bizarre um, trend from TikTok, and love that one. And the straight guy, like, is still like people are like it's still performing really well. I mean, no, we're not about metrics here. Don't even don't even worry about that. Um, uh, we are about, <laughs> uh, but like, uh, I asked my audience, like, who do you want me to do next? And they were like, moms. And then I was like, I've already done how bizarre twice. Like, I don't want to do it again even though like, yeah. there are some people who make their TikTok fame off doing the same exact thing every single time. Um, mm -hmm. But like, so I just said, I'm just going to do a skit, you know, and I, moms are probably my favorite clients to work with because even though they're also the most challenging to get to commit because yeah, they're so, they're much so cool. busy. Well, not and really that. It's like, what is my husband going to think? What are, or what is my partner going to think? What are like, yeah. uh, am I going to be, am I selfish for doing this work? So like, right. you know, that's what Janet is going through right now. And I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Taking, using Janet to show women, especially if you're targeting moms, for example, or your, your clients are moms, which I think that's, that's, they need you the most, Paul, honestly, because they, and, and women in general, I think we tend to be nurturers and givers and um, do the most for everyone else. And we don't even take care of ourselves the way that we take care of others. And the other piece of it is that we are so mean to ourselves. Like the way that we talk to ourselves in our own minds, it should be, it, it's like almost criminal. Like if you take a notebook and write down all the things that you you have on repeat in your brain, like I'm so fat, I'm so ugly, I'm this, I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, no one's going to love me, I'm going to end up alone or whatever you say to yourself, write it down and then read it to your little sister or read it to your friend and and say it to them as if you're saying it to them, right? Would you say those things about them? No. Why are you saying it about yourself? And you have that on repeat. I love that you're like nodding and smiling. You're so cute. Gosh, like you light me up. I love you. <laughs> I'm just val validating you and valuing what you're I saying. Know. You know, so good. That's and that's that's what I do. You know, it's like you should use Janet to paint that picture mm. even more. Like show up with Janet. Yeah. Show up with Janet in every scenario and every woman will see herself in Janet <laughs> or create create an, a person do this like this is this is good you're on to something here i really think so like janet is the moms mm -hmm. right and yeah. then come up with another girl who is the girl who goes from relationship to relationship and then do the one that you know do the one that 
um, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, yeah. there's a girl, there's a girl for every mm-hmm. type, for every situation, for every, for every limiting belief, there is a specific behavior. So mm-hmm. do that, do the limiting belief behaviors with a different character for each one. Yeah. That would be amazing. I mean, it's, and I find I have so much fun with it and, yeah. and, uh, you know, right. Uh, I'm currently filling a, a small group program and I haven't, I've been talking about it a little bit, but like, you know, like once a day and, and all I've been doing is putting out this Janet content and I like overflowing abundant with, with applications. So it's like, it just goes to show that when you operate from a place of joy, that feels good and exciting for you. That's all that matters. Yeah. And that actually happened for me this year. I finally, just within the last couple of months, I started to show up in a completely different way. People all over the freaking world are messaging me as as a result of my podcast, especially, but they're in my DMs are like, I love your vibe. I love your vibe. Oh my God. Like you're just, and I'm like, thank you. This is awesome. Cause I started to really radiate love and joy and just be myself, my my most authentic, realest self, not giving a fuck what anybody thinks or has to say about anything I'm doing or wearing or saying or sharing. It's like, I don't care anymore. I finally don't care anymore. And it's that freedom that's allowing me to be authentic. And it's allowing me to just show up in in the way that I was restricting myself. Like, I think that's really a big thing. Is Was that a fly? Yeah. Do you know that a fly is my sign, has been my sign this year? Oh, wow. And the fly just showed up. That's a insane. Fly just showed up. Well, fly's been flying, I love around, flying around here this entire conversation. And I was like, where did you come from? Seriously? Yeah. Wow. That honestly, that is my, my, you're in alignment. You're on the right path uh-huh. sign. I promise you. Like even last night I was just in the kitchen cleaning and organizing and listening to a Ted talk that was really resonating and suddenly boom, a fly out of nowhere. Like where the mm. fuck did you just come from? I, I, where? I have no idea. Oh, and earlier when we were talking about the bath and I said I tagged you in the bath, I remember what it was that I wanted to say or why that even came up. Um, we were talking about things coming up for you at the right time. Like the universe just like shows you something or or nudges you in a direction or, or like the podcast or, you know, finding you through manifestation baby the way I did and the other person finding you the way they did. So I had a conversation with my mom about how she suddenly has this pain in her hand. And it's like super swollen and crazy. And the doctor told her that it's like 20% arthritis that she's got now. And she's young looking, vibrant, like nothing wrong with my mom. And suddenly arthritis, like, whoa, are you serious? I was thinking about her all day. Like, how can I help her? Should I, should I help her with like nourishing her body and the body can heal itself and all of that? I know this to be true. And then I set up for, I'm just going about my day and and suddenly I've had this book by Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, the, um, the Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself and You Are the Placebo. And I've had these books all year, Paul. Like it's been recommended to me, kind of brought up to me and I ended up ordering them and they've just been sitting there collecting dust. I'm like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And for some reason, I just like grabbed it from where it has been all this time and set it on my, on my kitchen um, island. And I looked at it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to open that. I'm going to read that when I'm in the tub today. And it just like, you should read this today. You should read this today. Before I even, like I'm in the prefix, like on the fourth page and it's talking about healing arthritis. Hmm. You see that? Yeah. It's like you're being guided. You're, there's signs left and right all around. It's just a matter of clearing the fog, tuning in 
paying attention, getting into alignment, doing what lights you up, being full of love and joy and vibrating it and just giving that energy off. That's, that's the key. That is really, truly the key. And what you're doing and the work you're doing, I promise you, you keep at it and you will be lifted. You will be guided. You will be taken to where you're meant to be and who you're meant to serve. It'll all unfold. Just please do not stop what you're doing. I can't. I can't. We, please. My, uh, we had, after my, um, my launch failure, in air quotes, um, <laughs> you know, I had a very serious conversation with my husband because he he was like, how much longer are we going to do this? Like I, he's like, I can't ride this roller coaster much longer. Cause it's a roller coaster. Yeah. He's like when it's high, I, I had a, a high ticket mastermind this summer and you know, had a, a $30,000 launch with that. And yeah. he, and he was like, when you had all that money, it was great. He was like, and then you spent it all on this launch and it's horrible. And you're, you don't know how you're going to pay your bills. And, and it's like, I can't do it. I think you need to go get a job. I've never had darker days than when I was like looking on LinkedIn for a job, job. you know, your soul was I've like, never no, no, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Don't do this. Yeah. yeah. I was speaking to a friend and she started crying when I told her that really. Yeah. She was like, no, she's like, you can't do that. Yeah. No, you're already, I mean, if you're already detached from a nine to five, there's no way you could go back. There's no way. And ever since I stepped into my my piece where now I'm in alignment, I'm in the flow and I'm, you know, farting rainbows and everything. And I'm just like, this is this is what I'm meant to do. And I've been denying it all these years because of imposter syndrome and feeling like I'm not enough. I'm not ready. I'm not smart enough. Or I'm not, who am I to do this? Who's going to listen to me? Who's going to pay me to coach them? And all these just stupid questions, doubting myself, letting the ego just get in the way and block our, our magic, right? And I was like, maybe one more. I need one more certification, one more program. Let me make sure. Maybe this is the person who's going to help me get there. Let me hire this coach. And I, I did another program and I'm sitting and listening and watching and learning. And I'm like, I already know all of this. Like, I don't need one more thing. Like, it gave me confidence to be like, okay, show up, dumbass. Like, let's go. You're ready. Let's go. <laughs> so if anything, it gave me the confidence that I needed and put me on my path now. And and today I went, um, I, you know, I, I had a, a bunch of days off because of my birthday, I had this big yacht party. It was so much fun. Um, I think I might've even invited your ass like, Hey, come to my yacht party. <laughs> I think I saw that. <laughs> so funny. You have no idea what you, you need to go to my Instagram. And then there's a post where it says I'm 36 and swipe. It's a carousel of all like the highlights of it. And you're, it's, everybody was like, Oh my God, that shit looked so much fun. It really was a blast. But so I came back to work. Um, today's Monday, right? This yeah. is my first day back after like my break and everything. All I did was focus on this, on my podcast, on my business, on creating. I, so I get it. And you, my dear, no, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. It'll only take your time away from what's important and what your calling is and what you are guaranteed to be supported in doing. Mm -hmm. So whatever the conversation is, it could be about toxic relationships and somehow it always ends up going back to starting with food. So I'm curious, I saw you posting some things about like about your food journey and loving your body and all this stuff. I love, love, love it. And I'm curious to, to hear the story of like what your food journey is. Yeah. So, I mean, I've ever since I was a little boy, as far as far back as I can remember, I've always been overweight. Um, I had a, a big experience. Um, just this past month has been a lot 
you know, um, of just like witnessing the kind of parenting I received and how it set me up to be in the cycle that I am right now. And now being aware of it, being able to consciously change it. So I wasn't yeah. aware of that prior. I wasn't aware of the narcissistic, narcissistic tendencies of my father and the enablement that my mother did and the lack of my, and because I'm the firstborn of three, um, my needs not being met after the age of two because I was the big boy, the big brother. And mm. because I didn't feel safe in wanting or needing anything, I soothed myself with food, self-soothed yeah. with food. And within that, what, what happened was that was my safe space. Food is my safe space. My best friend could always be there. But I was always, but I always was made to feel wrong for wanting mm. to consume food because I, I had excess weight on my body. And the conditioning is that if you're bigger, you're wrong. Um, you know, we're, we've, we're, we've done a lot to unpack that stigma um, recently in the body positivity community. A lot of people are making noise around it. You know, um, we even have like medical professionals um, really coming to this, like to clarity that like have, having more weight on your body isn't necessarily the reason why you're going to die any sooner than someone who's thin, you know, like there. And um, because of this conditioning that smaller bodies were better, I had this love and self-soothing from food, but also the self-hatred because of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I, ever since I was a little boy, I always wanted to be doing what I'm doing now, you know, being, I wanted to be known for being me. I wanted to be famous. Um, I, I still have that desire within me to be seen on a large level so, so that me showing up can heal a lot more people. And I asked for a, an agent for my 10th birthday and I was told, no, you're too fat. Wow. And, and that trauma um, did not do what my parents were hoping it would do, which was to fuel me to lose weight. And I just kept on eating and gaining and gaining. And then, you know, and then when I became more aware of myself and my body, I decided to, I would go on like some very restrictive diet and exchange the food hoarding and binging to restriction. Mm -hmm. And it was always like, if my life was out of control, I could control food, you know? And like a, a lot of my journey has been admitting that I've had these like, categorized issues that I like that I had a shopping addiction that I still sometimes struggle with shopping addiction that I did I pro had binge eating disorder you know like I would binge 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 to not feel emotions and mm. because I would binge I would go out and shop because I felt so horrible about myself I would buy a fancy pair of designer shoes because shoes always fit regardless of what size I was yeah. and in that cycle I, my relationship with food is very interesting and it still is, you know, I, when I was um, a fitness trainer and in the, the best shape of my life, once again, in quotations, because yeah. I was thin and, you know, had big biceps and all this kind of stuff. And like, uh, I still 
had a horrible relationship with food. Like, yeah. and I was over exercising and using the justification that it was my career. It was how I made money. And on top of that, uh, I restricted, 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 restricted the ingredients. I was agoraphobic. I wouldn't eat anything with natural flavors in it. I wouldn't eat anything that I didn't know what the ingredients were. I would shame anyone who consumed like canola oil or anything. And it made me very unhappy. Yeah. So my food journey, you know, I was, um, I was vegan for four years and it was like, I felt good in my body while I was doing it. And then one day I woke up and I was like, my body was like, Paul, we, we need something more, you know, like mm. granted, cause I'm also gluten-free and, um, in like the height of my agoraphobia, I got a really expensive food intolerance test and it came back that I was allergic to corn and soy and um, eggs and chia seeds and sesame seeds and chia seeds? No. Well, and sesame seeds. So it's like, and my morning routine was like, I would walk to the, the juice shop and get a chia seed pudding for lunch. I would oh have hummus. God. Couldn't eat that because of sesame seeds. So like, I literally went from being able to eat all these things to not eating anything. And when I restricted, 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 I didn't feel any better. Yeah. I didn't feel yeah. any better. And so really, I've been in this journey with food and my body because yes, I love my body. I'm grateful for it. And also like, I would still like, if I had a six pack, I would feel like really awesome. You know, yeah. I've, never, I've never had one, you know, and like, um, I've never, and I've been very disciplined, but it just, it's, it's witnessing that I was do always doing it for the wrong reasons. Right. Cause why do, why does 99% of people and men primarily have six packs, you know, for other people to be like, Oh my gosh, you look so good right? You know, to, to actually have that low percentage of body fat, it takes a lot of work. You have to say no to a lot of things. I mean, these are conversations that aren't had when society is conditioning us to believe that the ideal male body is Brad Pitt and fight club. And the ideal <laughs> female body is like whatever, like Instagram stars trending, you know? And, and the reality is, is that my body is this way for a reason. And the sooner I love it and just say, I'm safe, you are safe to be you, the better. And also a lot of my excess weight is emotional weight. Like when I yeah. came out, I lost 20 pounds in two weeks. I love that. That's you. That was truly, you're carrying that emotional weight mm -hmm. and you yeah. released it. Oh my God. That's amazing. And, you know, healing this relationship with some of my familial trauma, like, mm -hmm releasing weight and I'm not, I'm mm -hmm. eating more, if not less, you know, because my yeah. body needs that support. And this is the thing. It's like, yes, we're being told that it's a scientific just um, equation. You yeah. consume this many calories, you work out, you use more calories, you lose weight. What, whatever diet is being sold to you or keto yeah. this or paleo that, right? Yeah. If it works for you, great. This is, I'm not shaming you for right. finding something that works for you. I just want you to know that the second you take the weight 
pun intended, out of the food that you're putting in your body mm -hmm. and witness it as nourishment. And the second you start feeling mm -hmm. good in the body you are nourishing, regardless of what size it is, is the second your body will be able to show up in the way it's meant to show up. And for some of uh. us, that's a bigger body. For others, it's a smaller body. For And like, if you want to look a certain way, own that and do it for you. And this is really when I, the what happened and why I transitioned from being in the fitness industry to being a self-love coach it's because I was stretching a client on the floor after a private session and she had just gotten out of a divorce or she'd been going through a messy divorce for like over a year custody battle mm -hmm. all of it and she was dating a new guy that she really liked and she said to me Paul I just need to lose three more pounds and the guy will finally like me the way that I like him and it was at that moment where I had like this, like, you know, like montage of like all of the clients I'd worked with and everyone was doing for external validation, exactly what you said before. Yeah. Everyone was doing it for external validation. And I realized that if we don't do it for ourselves, whatever the it is, whether it's losing the weight or getting the new job or, buy, or saving up to buy a house or whatever it is, if you're not doing it for you, what is the point? That's why I really, really struggle hearing this constant um, media thing about like, I did it for my haters. I'm doing it for my haters to prove them wrong. Stop uh, it. You gotta yeah. stop it because they don't care. They're too no. busy hating themselves. Yes. You're so good. Oh my God. You're so good. Everything that came out of your mouth since you said the word childhood and awareness and narcissistic and all of that. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Like you touched on everything. We have so much in common. I can't even tell you even the the obsession with being so healthy and so like hardcore finding what works for you and coming to love yourself and having the awareness that is the biggest piece that you said that really stood out to me is the awareness we're on autopilot we don't even realize why we're doing what we're doing why we think what we're thinking and it all comes from your childhood it really really does and once you connect the dots to go this is why i am the way i am and is that absolutely true? Like whatever the belief is, like you said that you, um, you were self-soothing, you didn't feel safe um, in wanting or needing anything. And so you were self-soothing. So you became aware of that and now you've connected the dots and that's why I was eating. Oh, light bulb goes on. You can reframe that. You can heal that. You can come from a place of love now. You can send that love and release it. So that's how the healing happens is you become aware of it. And it's, it all starts with, like you said, coming to terms with um, being alone, loving yourself is going to give you that space. Like how you said your day involves a lot of space. If that would be one thing that anyone takes away from this, I'd say give yourself the space, force yourself to be alone with yourself and just see what comes up. Feel the emotions, allow them to come through you. Don't block them. Don't, don't stuff them in because then you're storing them in your body, like how you had that weight you were carrying, right? It, it was, it was stuck emotions. It was stuck energy. Wow. Gosh, I love this. This is so good. And even your shopping addiction. And you know, usually the fear of being seen is, is what has people gaining weight, but you were wanting to be seen. You were like, get me an agent at 10 years old. That's amazing. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, the fear of being seen, um, you know, that really resonates with me because I was told from a very young age that if I were seen in the way that I wanted to seen, that I wouldn't be able to mm. handle it. 
Who told you that? And that's still a story that I believe. Well, my amazing father, of course. <laughs> the um, narcissist. He, he, yeah, my ex was a narcissist. Told, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're running rampant. Like this is the, the age of narcissism. And it's where, and we even see it on social media where people are demanding trigger warnings and transparency because what you're doing makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. That's not wow. a me problem. That's a you problem. That's a you problem. Right? So it's just, it's, it hasn't like, I shouldn't have to share with you if I've facetune, you know, the, the eyebrow for wrinkle that I have, like that, mm. that's not my problem that it triggers you. Right. Right. You don't have to follow me. Right. You know, it's if, if, uh, if, if me portraying moms re reliant on mommy juice, AKA mommy juice. to get <laughs> through their day and to, to detach is triggering you a witness that notice that you witness that exactly and Become if, aware if you of can't that. handle it bye you know like like every yeah. um my follower is like i'll gain a bunch and then i'll lose a bunch because it's just like I've, that's good well yeah of course it's great it's great because what it does yeah. is it, it allows you know it creates the space for the really the people like anytime that right anytime like i'll send an email out i will i'll you know i'll get like response but then 12 people will unsubscribe and i'm like oh. and they're all like not interested in and i'm just like well yeah you know and you're not interested anymore because it resonated with you or you're just like i can't do this work or i don't want to do this work or i'm not yeah. worth it or whatever yeah. so it's like i'm really learning to not take anything personal you know so like Good. back to Good. the the conversation about um you know wanting to be seen you know, because I was yeah. told that being seen would be the demise of me. That's why I hit wow. it. Because I believed it. Oof. And I still believe it at times. You know, like the my yeah. husband and I just had a beautiful dialogue on on Thursday about how I like I want to be like another dream would be like if Karama wasn't part of the queer eye. I would be the Karamo, like, and I would have way deeper conversations than he does with the people, you know, like about culture and about just like, like owning themselves. You know, if, if I, I want to have like a, a television show where healing and moving through all of this type of conditioning is at the forefront of the conversation. Um, you know, yes, we can do the makeover and the hair and all that stuff, whatever, but it's just like, what about all this stuff? And, and I love that Queer Eye is like digging deeper into that as they become more popular and immune to the backlash. Um, because unfortunately there's backlash. From I this love stuff. it. But uh, of course, but, uh, of course, you know, like, and I said, Richard, I'm scared that if I get to this point where like, I'm flying all across the world speaking about this stuff and that I'm going to lose you or that you're not going to want to be a part mm. of it. He was like, why would you say that? And I was like, well, because like yeah. you're a Taurus and you want to be, you want to like be fear of success. You have a little bit of fear of success blocking you. Well, sure. You know, we, I think we all do. And I can absolutely. Yeah, I did too, for sure. I think that fear of success is also like way more rampant than fear of failure because yeah. failure isn't even a thing. Like failure right. is just your teacher. Success is 
clear. It's and it's and so there's been lots of things that have happened in my life where success has pushed people away. Success has, um, you know, no one's wanted to celebrate. I was never really celebrated for my successes as a child, and these are all like realizations that I've been able to witness very recently. And and mm-hmm. heal they're going to come up so you can heal them. Yeah. yeah, they're going to come up so you can heal them for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, I, the whole time you were talking about the queer, eye thing, like I was getting this, like this download, like tell him, tell him, tell him you need to, that show you're saying, I would love to have this show, make it, do it. You're able to do it on YouTube and then it'll, that's it. Just, just do it, create it yourself. You're totally capable. And I guarantee you, I promise you, I can totally see it. People like, oh my gosh, did you see Paul's show? What? And then it'll get picked up and it'll take on a whole new form. You know, what's, what's interesting, I realized that all of our ideas that are up here in our heads, they're just basically going to stay there as ideas or hallucinations, if you will. They'll never have a, a real true life in the physical form unless you take the very first baby step. Once you take that first baby step, the next step will appear, things will unfold. Like I can attest to that with my podcast. But you having this vision and you've probably had it for such a long time. And anyone listening, like if there's something that you've been wanting to do forever, and I'm talking about this in my challenge too, to inspire people to like chase their purpose and make it a reality, take that first baby step toward whatever it is that you've been talking yourself out of doing or not believing in yourself that it could be real. Because if you can dream it, if you can think about it, if you can think it up, it can be real. Just look around you at all the magnificent shit people have created that it all came from an idea that they took action on and it unfolded and that people will show up to support you. That's what's been happening to me. Yeah. I love it. I could talk to you forever. I told you we'd be besties. Didn't I tell you? You told me. Oh my gosh. Okay. So then, yeah, that's, that's all I have for you today, guys. This has been the wonderful, amazing Paul Fishman and follow him on Instagram. He's at Paul Fishman. And do you want to share anything else of where people can find you or what you're offering right now or anything like that to connect with everyone? Yeah. If you are listening to this podcast and looking for another show to listen to, I have a podcast called the road to self-love where I have my guests join me literally and figuratively on the road to self-love. We get in my car, drive around, play road trip games. It's lots of fun. And um, and you can find information about my programs, my courses, uh, and, and uh, all that you would want to know about me at paulfishman.love.love. You are love. You are so love. I love you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Oh my gosh, he just fills up my heart with so much love. His energy, he's beautiful inside and out, so authentic, so real, so raw. Thank you so much, Paul, for joining me today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Here are your takeaways. Number one, self-care without self-love is self-destructive. Number two, when you're doing what you're meant to do, everything comes full circle when you're resonating in your authentic truth. Number three, self-love is the key that unlocks your wildest dreams. Number four, force yourself to be by yourself. When you're alone in the silence and stillness, you're really able to break through and the healing happens. Number five, you can become aware of the trauma you experienced in your childhood and rewrite the story to heal from it. 
number six, take the weight out of the food you're putting into your body and witness it as nourishment instead. You'll start to feel good, so then your body will show up how it's meant to show up. Number seven, whatever you're doing, make sure you're doing it for you. Give yourself the validation that you've been seeking externally. Number eight, when something doesn't work out the way you hoped, it's happening for you, not to you. Look for the blessing in disguise. Number nine, have gratitude for your failures because they are your biggest and greatest teachers. Yes, 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 yes. Those were just some of the takeaways. I am dying to hear what you got from this episode. So be sure to tag me and Paul. He's at Paul Fishman. I'm at Raw Vegan Rita. I'm going to link everything in the show notes. Don't you worry. I really hope that you guys are staying safe and happy and healthy in this craziness. The year is almost over. We've got one more episode left. If you haven't already, please go and rate and review the podcast and share this with someone who you think it might help. And you can join the Raise Your Vibration Challenge. Today's the last day, but you can access the replays. It's like free coaching. You don't want to miss it. I can't wait to talk to you next Tuesday. I hope you have a fabulous week. Love you. Bye.